This is the Command Your Brand podcast, where we talk to world changers, visionaries, and founders, people that are doing big things and changing this planet in a positive way. We're learning their stories, techniques, and exactly what you need to know so that you can do things in a big way. The time is now. Get ready to take command of your brand. Hey everyone, Jeremy here, and I'm very excited for the conversation we're going to have today as we have ETN Piersman with us today. And we're going to be looking into something called cranio, which is a non-traditional method of healing. We're going to be taking a look at really how the healing systems of the body works. And I'm just really excited for this one because I've been reading a lot about this technology. It seems very, very interesting. So ETN, thank you so much for hanging out with me today, sir. All right. My pleasure. So I'm interested to find out, because you have an interesting story on your own part of kind of how you got into this whole world. Like, I guess you were trying to handle a situation that happened with your body, and, and that was kind of how you discovered yes. all this. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, at a certain point, and that was because of my lifestyle. I'm not going to go into that. That's in the past. But sure. my body kind of gave up. You know, I got an infection, a staphylococcus infection which uh, you know these bacteria they're looking for food and of course when they get in the bloodstream the first thing they encounter is the heart and that's what they started eating they started themselves yeah that was kind of strange you know losing your energy and then they went on to start eating kidneys which they found delicious because one kidney at a certain point was 60-70% dead material and mm-hmm. the other one was close to 90% dead material. Oh so God. this is a dead center. That's so wild. I had an infection a number of years ago with liver fluke, so this kind of still yeah. freaks me out a little bit too hearing what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, it was so severe that, of course, I had to go to the hospital to kill the bacteria. So they were, most of them were, were killed. And then, you know, to keep my body going, I had to take so much medicine that I found or I felt this medicine is going to kill me the medicine that killed the intruder is gonna kill me that's what i found so yeah i left the hospital on my own volition i had to sign papers and it was luckily in the summer and this was in europe so a friend drove me into the woods and i stayed in the woods for four days four days and nights i stayed in the woods And there the most incredible thing happened. Four days of meditation, basically. I knew luckily how to meditate. And before, when I went to the hospital before that, I also went into meditation. And going into the hospital um, in that meditation, it was just one meditation I did. I ended up without thought, in no mind, uh, in a blissful state. My body was ready to die, but my being was in a blissful state the whole Mm. time. So when I went in the woods, I was still in that space. And you won't believe this, but in four days, I healed my kidneys and my heart totally. Wow! I just sat in the woods in the day, and at night, I went to sleep. 
And it was, yeah, I left my body every night. I just couldn't stay in the body. I didn't have the energy. And seemingly that was enough to heal me. So that space of total silence and bliss is where I was at that point. And it took me about a year to get the functions of my body back. And then I started looking for something that I could do with my life, that I could remain in that space. And when I connected to cranio, uh, yeah, it was then called craniosacral therapy, but we call it now cranio because it's such an easy thing. When yeah. I connected to cranio, I found all these elements of dying, of peacefulness, of bliss. I found it back there, yeah, just connecting. That's what we do. We connect to a body. We touch, but not just touching, you know, fleetingly, but real touch where you put your hand on somebody and you connect totally with that body. And then the same things start to happen. You know, your mind stops. You get into this blissful space. And the few techniques we do, they're all geared to opening up the brain, to give more space to the skull so mm -hmm. that the brain can function better and the spinal cord can function better. That's all we do. You know, we release tensions, which is quite easy, so easy. We have different places that we go to release that. And then we yeah, go to the bones of the skull find them, and if you're in that same space, that's the funny thing, the amazing thing. Those bones tell you what to do exactly, which is very minimal, but they release, and then your brain has more space. That's all we do. So that's basically your technology. I'm curious to hear a little bit more about this, because at the same time, like I'm very familiar with like chiropractic and how that works, and it it's sounds similar but different. I guess I'm curious, like... In function, I guess, looking at it, how does cranio work as it? Because to me, that's at least the thing I understand. So how does it relate to that and how it functions? Well, with chiropractic, you force something on the body. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you have certain techniques that you do, but it's a forceful thing. Mm -hmm. So you don't listen to what the body wants. You have a preconceived idea and all right, that's what you do. And then you get an explosion of energy. But the strange thing with chiropractic is after a while, the bones go back because you force them. Right. And with our work, it's the opposite. We just put our hands on a body. Like, for instance, yeah, the first thing we do is a respiratory diaphragm. It's where the breath goes in and out. We just put our hands there and we wait. And the body will start moving by itself. Very, very subtle. But as a result is you don't enforce anything on the body and it will tell you how far you can go with your motion when to stop and every stop means at that moment everything stops in the body so something needs to happen what it is the body knows we don't really need to know but the result is that afterwards you know what we did or what the body told us to do sticks 
because the body itself asked for it. So that's, that's really interesting too, because you think about like, you know, how like a muscle can pull something a certain way, or you know, a yeah. nerve can go a certain way, and it's the body does certain things because of how people are shaped, how they fit and things like that. It's a really interesting concept of being forced together and how what you're saying with cranio, that's different. You're finding out what's kind of, I guess, homeostasis for the body in a way, if that makes sense. Yes, yes, yes. The body has a homeostasis and, you know, it will, certain things it cannot do. Yeah. So when we come in with our energy, with our presence, and we connect with that body, there is a, a certain magic that happens when you just connect and you stay connected. Mm -hmm. The magic, after a minute, the brain starts floating the body with oxytocin. That's a chemical that yeah. makes, that is, we call it also the love chemical. It connects two bodies and brings two bodies into one pool of energy. So two bodies have now the availability, not just of the client's energy or the practitioner's energy, but you're connected. You're one. And so more becomes possible because the amount of energy by the touch becomes tremendous. So the body can do much more than when you're on your own or when you force stuff on the body. That's the thing that's really interesting to me is I feel like you would have to be very in tune in order to do that is like, I guess, as a practitioner, like somebody very intuitive, maybe is the right word. I'm not sure. Yes, intuitive. But that's your nature. Mm -hmm. That's everybody's nature. But we haven't been taught that. Nobody told us that, you know, a baby and a mother, they are intuitively together. The mom knows what to do. The baby just have to look at mom, and usually mom knows how to deal with the baby. We're yeah. all born with that intuitive peace that we have, but then we go to school. And then we all, all of us, have to go through the same programming. We all have to learn the same things. So your individuality is not, 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 not met. But also, when you go to school, everything you learned is purely from the mind. Yeah. It's thought, it's thinking. And intuitive being, that's frowned upon. You have to, that's what schooling is. It's training the mind while the mind is just a function of the brain. And where we go is in that space that everybody knows, and that makes it so easy. Where we go is in the space of deep sleep. Deep sleep, your mind stops. There is this darkness. But what happens there is that's the time that the body cleans itself millions of cells will be replaced also in the brain so you cannot think in that space now with cranio we replicate that so that makes it also easy because a person knows what deep sleep is everybody knows yeah. so my job is to bring a people in a person into that space and I happen to be good at that. <laughs> That's so interesting, though, because I never thought of it in that perspective, right, of 
deep sleep in the time when, you know, your body cleans out and, you know, you get rid of the bad cells or cells replicate or whatever they may be. So I could see, you know, how that's kind of like you're giving the body more of the regeneration process it really needs. Yes. And, you know, don't forget, you spent one third of your life in that space. Mm -hmm. So you know all about it. Your body knows all about it. It's not conscious for us, but our bodies know. So when you are able to connect to the same space, the same thing is going to happen. Regeneration is a given even more because in deep sleep you're on your own. You have only your own energy available. But if you connect with a person who has cleaned himself already because they go through a training, so then you connect two energies and so much becomes possible there. I'm curious when, and you can correct me on any of the verbiage if I'm wrong here, but I guess like when, would you call it a session or would you call it like a treatment or something like that? When you're receiving cranio, is it something you do over time until a certain product is reached? Do you do it for certain periods of time? Like, because you mentioned like once you fix it, those things don't go back. So I guess in terms of practice, like how does someone, I guess, receive it, if you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, it's not that black. I wasn't quite sure how to ask the question. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you know, it's not that black and white that once you fix, Ah. it's done. Yeah, because a person to really heal, most important thing and most difficult thing is you need to change your lifestyle. Mm. Yeah, and if you have a session and you feel relaxed and everything starts to work, then if you don't change the lifestyle, Yeah, it's going to go back. Of course, it's going to go back. Yeah, but most of the time, you know, people start for the session. And of course, in our training, we go to all possibilities, you know, not just physical, but also at a certain point, you know, we the problems that people have, whether they are physical or mental or emotional, they will pop up. They will come and become visible. So, yeah, that's we deal with all of these things that will come out of yeah the quest for relaxation. The relaxation pushes the things visible. It becomes visible. And then you have to deal with it. And that is, yeah, what the whole program is all about. Not just the total relaxation, but whatever comes up. I want to talk about that a little bit, the lifestyle changes. Like, yeah. what sort of things should we be targeting and looking at? Because I feel like people are like, oh, it's diet and exercise. But life is so much more than that, ETN. It's the people you're around. It's the energies you experience. It's how you set up your day. Like, so what things should we be changing in our lifestyle? Well, that is everybody different. But the most important thing is the way that we treat our body. You know, we are trained, we are trained to live in a state of competition, to make money, to advance in society. And that training, that schooling, competition, yeah, you need to be better than the other one. And if you do that for 10 years, you get used to it. But learning, just the act of learning or the act of paying attention, For your brain, paying attention comes from an ancient thing, pre-human. Paying attention is paying attention to danger. 
That's where how the brain is wired. That's almost and, like being in fear at all times. Yes, but fear, yeah, that's humanity. Mm. That's what you learn in school, not making the grades, not being good enough, yeah, having your parents that are behind you. That whole thing of education is actually a training to live in stress hormones. The competition, even just the act of paying attention for the brain, it means producing stress hormones. Because, hey, that's what it comes from, paying attention. So we get used to that. And a person, once they become an adult, they're used to a certain amount of stress level. And they can't get out of that because, hey, then they have to work. And then the stress becomes more. They get a family and the stress becomes more. So then you get a burnout and you have no clue what it's from. But it's from the way that we educate people. That's basically the bottom line. So do you think it starts with education? And I guess once we're aware, I guess, you know, as you mentioned, it's different for everybody. What things do we try to alter first? Well, the sense that relaxation is possible. Mm -hmm. That's the first, the very first thing. In a basic session that we give to people, we bring them in a state of very deep relaxation. That they, a state that they maybe know from deep sleep, but can't reach by themselves. So that's something that the body remembers. We start first, you know, with bringing the body in that deep state and the body remembers how, what it is to be in such a deep state of relaxation. And people then go on with their life and they will come back, you know, because it's so enticing because in life you can't reach that depth of relaxation. And then slowly the things start to unfold. You know, we have different things that we connect to. One of them, and that's maybe the most important, there is one of the beginning sessions that we give is talking to the heart. Now, all right, I can ask you, how is your heart doing? How do you feel? What is your heart telling you? And you're going to give me an answer. But that's an answer that comes from your mind. You're going to, yeah, you're going to give a safe answer. Now, in those sessions... Well, I think that also comes from like the Greek philosophical confusion of the heart and the mind, right? Like I think there's a confusion of, totally. of where we've come up with those two things. Absolutely, totally. So when we bring a person in that deep state that they don't think anymore, yeah, then we have a few techniques that we use to ask the person, is it okay that you lend your voice to your heart? Mm. So then we talk directly to the heart. And believe me, that's such a shock. Yeah, because people know deep, deep, deep down, know what their heart wants from them, what their heart wants them, where it wants them to go. But people forget because they're in their minds. Yeah. So when you really connect and you hear your own heart talking, first of all, the voice will be different. It has a different voice. If I talk or anybody talks from the heart, the voice changes. It becomes mm -hmm. more clear. It becomes more serene. It becomes slower. It becomes deeper. And it always tells the truth. And that is so scary. 
you know, to hear how you went off track. And of course, you know it. Yeah. But that's one of the first things that we do with people to connect them to their own true being, which, yeah, the heart expresses that. Do you look at other body systems with a similar viewpoint? You can, from that point, you know, we talk to any organ that also has something to say. The liver has something to say, the kidneys, the lungs. Yeah. And every system actually we connect to. Mm. Because first of all, of course, the whole craniosacral system we open up. But once we start talking, yeah, people start to, yeah, feel what is in the way for them to reach that space that they feel calm and free. And one of the things with trauma, for instance, yeah, when people go through so much stuff in their lives, yeah. and in the old days, when I started with this work, we would talk about the trauma. What is it? What happened? And so on and so on. We would rehash. Yeah. So that works up to a certain point. When I discovered, all right, drop that already. Drop that talking about the trauma. And what we now do, and this is really interesting. This, yeah, I can talk hours about this. <laughs> I'm so enthralled I can keep listening. <laughs> there is this thing, all right, the brain is a biocomputer. Yeah. So, all right, how does the brain hold trauma? In what nuclei is it stored? And if it is trauma, it means it cannot get out. So mm -hmm. it's static energy. Yeah, mm -hmm. And that is in every electronics, you know, that happens, static electricity, and then the whole thing doesn't work too good. So one of the things we do is we discovered where does the brain hold the trauma, and then what we teach to the students is, all right, this spot and this spot and this spot, it works like this, it has this and that, meaning it does this and this, and it holds this and this. So we don't go in the story, but we connect to the places where static energy is stored. So we connect to that, and then we release that energy, which is quite simple. It is like a lightning rod. Your body functions like a lightning rod, but only if the person that does the work is in no mind. If they think at that point, you know, it doesn't happen. You have to be really clear and clean, and then the energy moves. And then after that session, at the end of that session, those nuclei are more or less clean, not fully, but then the story the trauma, it's like a big balloon and the air is out. And now it's something that you can deal with much more easy. So that's one of the things that we do with, uh, with this cranial work. Well, Etienne, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I feel like I've learned a lot today. So for people listening, I know you also have a free gift for them as well, but where can they find you and where can they find that? Well, piercemancraniosacral.com, that's our website. And, um, well, <laughs> I don't take care of these 
administrative things, but I think it's our website. Um, and they can find us there. You know, we are at this point in New Mexico. Uh, the next three months I teach in El Moro, which is in the middle of Sunni reservation. So quiet. And for the rest of the time, I teach in Idaho, in Washington, in uh, Taiwan, in Europe, in Prague, in Netherlands. I go where people ask me to go to teach this stuff. But Pierceman Craniosacral, that's they will come. Very cool. Well, Etienne Piersman, thank you so much for spending some time with me today, sir. Thank you. It was a joy. <laughs>